Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinkers, Aubrey Slater, chief brand developer queen of St. Luna Moonshine and the founder of St. Luna Moonshine, David Sook. So if you've missed any of part one, you need to go back and belly up to that bar and give it a listen first. We promise to save a seat right here for you. So, Aubrey, we went all over the place with you in episode one. And real quick. And yeah. Real quick. <laughs> the um, condensed version. The Campbell's <laughs> soup of Aubrey. <laughs> I love it. Just add water. It's enough for everybody. I honestly want that on my urn at Aubrey Slater. Just add water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for that. So there we go. Okay, sorry. Go no, no. So um, what I think I want to do, I think, what do you think about this, Gina? What if we mix it up a little bit, jump into the cocktail, Aubrey, make us a cocktail, okay. and then uh, maybe we can come back and talk to you about your crooked tree analogy. Yeah? Okay. Let's do it. So today I'm pouring a St. Luna cocktail um, that is in the form of a clarified milk punch. It is a fun process if you are a home chef, if you are a home bartender, it is not only a great cocktail, but a fun project that will definitely take a good amount of time, but the rewards are, are worth it. So basically the breakdown of a milk punch is when you take any kind of acid, um, like citrus, vinegar, and you add it to milk, what basically happens is that the whey and the liquid are going to separate. So when you're adding this citric acid to the milk mixture, it will start to curdle the milk. And by the curdling process, you know, it's not only going to separate the whey from the liquid, but it's also gonna help clarify that liquid as well. Basically what you want to do is, if you're familiar with an oleosaccharum, um, an oleosaccharum is basically taking citrus peel and sugar, macerating, and re I guess pulling out all those essential oils in order to make a syrup out of the oil in the citrus peel. So you take a lemon, you take an orange, and you zest them. And you put the zest in the bowl, you add a cup of sugar. Then you take those, uh, the orange and the lemon, and you juice that into the zest and sugar mixture. From there, what you want to do is add your, you know, uh, an extra layer of flavor, and that's where you would add in like fresh ground spices. Um, for this particular cocktail, I did a little blend of clove, nutmeg, cinnamon, cardamom, and uh, I put a little caraway in there as well. For classic milk punches, uh, ingredients for spirits usually call for something like a blend of a light rum, a dark rum, a scotch, maybe, and a rack. And so I wanted to singularly personify the St. Luna Moonshine um, so that that specific spirit flavor came through. So I omitted the rum, the scotch, and the Iraq. But as uh, if you've ever tasted Iraq, um, it has a nice, caraway flavor to it. So that's where I added that caraway uh, seed into it in order to beef up the flavor profile and yet keep uh, that classic flavor of an original milk punch. So I took these spices, like three cloves, a cinnamon stick, 
um, a little fresh grated nutmeg, a cardamom pod, a spoon, you know, like a teaspoon of caraway, put in my coffee slash spice grinder, um, ground that up and put that in the juice, sugar, zest mixture. From there, you wanna add your spirits. Um, usually, it's going to be about three cups of your spirits. So if you're doing the blend, it'd be like half a cup of light rum, half a cup of dark, half a cup of you know scotch, a little bit of a rack, maybe like a third of a cup, um, just to get those flavor profiles. So I did three cups of the St. Luna and put that in there. Now, this is um, the important part, and it doesn't seem like it would make a big difference, but um, when you're trying to do this breakdown and you're trying to curdle this milk, and you're trying to create this uh, clarified punch, it's important that you pour your zest, sugar, juice, spirit mixture into the milk and not vice versa. Um, because then the, the curdling process just does not happen. I'm not exactly sure why, I'm not an organic chemist, but I know from trial and error that you definitely want to follow that procedure. What you do is you'll take your two cups of milk, put that in a bowl. You've had your zest, sugar, juice, spirit, spice blend sitting for a little bit, kind of, you know, all mingling those flavors together. So you take that and you pour it into those two cups of milk. Put saran wrap over your bowl, let it sit out for like 30 minutes to an hour and the magic will happen. It's almost like you're making yogurt at home. Um, the acid does its thing, the spirit does its thing, the alcohol, that is citric acid is starting to break down the milk proteins. The milk proteins start to separate from the, from the liquid and the magic is happening. From there, this is where it gets tricky, especially when you're doing this at home. You know, the first thing you wanna do is you wanna try and run it through a fine mesh, mesh um, strainer and that'll get the bulk of it out. What I learned recently is uh, if you have a strainer, the shape of it actually makes a difference, especially if depending on how patient you are as the person. A conical strainer works a lot better than a rounded dome strainer I have found. Uh, once you put your coffee filter into the strainer and you start to strain your liquid to get all that pulp, all the color from the juice, all that curdled milk, and everything else, and you're starting to clarify this liquid, it is, it's, it's, it takes time. I hit up a friend of mine who has made many a milk punch in his life, and I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, you need to get a 75 micron super bag. And I'm like, it's Saturday night, not happening. So he's just like, huh, well, good luck. So, you know, for future reference, you can get them on Amazon, you can get them from a, you know, a kitchen supply store, 75 micron super bag, uh, which is basically uh, a mesh bag, nylon mesh, very tightly woven and strains out. So I'm on my way to do a tasting, stop in my dollar store. The gentleman says, maybe you should try this. And I, it's this little plastic stick with a hoop and basically a flannel cotton sock. And I was like, wow, genius. This might actually work. As I'm watching my, uh, my mixture clarify one drop every 10 seconds, you know, this mind numbing process. I was just like, well, let me try this sock thing out. You know, so I did it, worked like a dream, cost me $1.79.
no 75 micron bag. You, you, you make do with what you have. Of course, you know when you're a home bartender, not everything is going to go according to plan. Not everybody has sonic emulsifiers. Not everybody has a centrifuge. Not everybody has agar agar. We work around these things. That's the fun of it. You know, you get a little MacGyver action, a little uh, Martha Stewart, a little Julia Child, and it all comes together in this beautiful concoction. So what we have is, is this beautiful spirit, after it's drained and strained through all of this coffee filter, fine mesh strainers, you have this beautiful batched cocktail that has pineapple, orange. Oh, totally forgot. I added pineapple juice as well. So it's pineapple, orange, and lemon. So you have this beautiful tropical flavor. You have all the spice in it. Uh, you have the spirit. But the beautiful thing about the clarified milk punch, and you know, I'm telling my friends about this, and they're just like, you're drinking curdled milk? And I'm like, no, that's the, the beauty of the cocktail is in the mouthfeel. It is the texture of this punch, where you're now separating all the protein out, all the solids, all you have is this beautiful clear liquid, but that creamy, silky, beautiful mouthfeel texture is left behind in that cocktail. So now you have all the components of a beautiful tropical drink. Like, you know, I used to bartend at a, at a tiki bar and it's like, you add your juices, you add your spice syrups, you add your spirits and you shake it all up. Well, this is all in there. Everything is all in one. So after all that um, preparation, all you have to do is pop the top, pour and add ice. Beautiful. Beautiful, yay! So we have glass in ice, or ice in glass. We have our cocktail. We're just gonna give it a little stir. The, the beveled cup. <laughs> so we're gonna set that aside. And the beautiful thing is like, you don't really need a garnish for it. If you wanna add, say, um, a little tropical flair, you can take a couple of fronds off the top of the pineapple, put it in there, maybe make a nice, feathered shape, orange peel, put that in there, you know, something pretty for the people, schnazz it up a bit. It's basically the perfect cocktail just as it is. So all you have to do now is sip, cheers. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. Cheers, cheers, cheers everybody. Cheers. Enjoy. Oh. That is so heaven. That is so good. Clean and crisp. And obviously and it takes a lot of work to get to, but oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, I get the pineapple, I get the caraway, yeah. but I'm not getting too much pineapple. You can take the orange in there for sure, like the citrus, like the, there is orange in there, right? Oh yeah, yeah two yeah, cans oranges. of pineapple juice. There's a whole orange, a whole lemon, the zest from both fruits. So all the fruits are well represented. <laughs> this is delicious. In the drink and in person. Amen. <laughs> This is really good. Oh, I could have like five of these. This is my downfall. Yeah, these could be very dangerous. <laughs> you're like, they go down so easy. You know, all of a sudden you're, on the, you're on the floor and you're like, what the hell happened? And that's honestly I'll like tell you. one of the greatest things about this um, spirit. You know, it's like most people get these preconceived notions. You know, it's like yeah. you tell them it's moonshine. They're like, oh my goodness, it's going to be so strong. And, yeah. you know, they think you're going to pop the top and the paint's going to peel off the walls. And, <laughs> you know, and then it's like, you know, they taste it neat and they're like, yes, that is strong. And I'm like, well, you know, trace it with a little bit of ice. Yeah. You know, once you put that tiny bit of dilution in, all of a sudden, you know, it smooths out. And 
you know, we're now drinking a batch cocktail with a hundred proof moonshine in, and you can't it's brown, not no. smooth. You don't. There's no. The heat. same people you'd say. How many? How many of you are drinking gin at room temperature? Well, I've done or, taste or, testing yeah. with yeah. people where it's vodka and our stuff side by side, and ours is smoother even at a higher yeah. proof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the same thing. Like I said, you give you you tell them it's moonshine. They're already anticipating it's strong. They're like, oh, my gosh, it's so strong. I'm like, if I gave you a warm glass of vodka, (laughs) I was just like, I'm pretty sure we would have the same reaction. That should be your shtick. And be like, taste this and taste this. And then be like, so which is smoother? And be like, that's the shine. Because yeah, 20 proof higher. (laughs) Because like literally it's um, it is smooth, like just on the on alone. But like. And the cocktail and mix, it's just really lovely. It's we were going to make that one of our trademarks because literally every person we talked to was like, oh, that was way better than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Wow, that's actually really good. <laughs> Might use that in our marketing. <laughs> Whoa, it's actually it's better way than better I than I thought. I know. So, uh, Gina, where are they going to go get this uh, recipe? So you're going to go to designateddrinker.show and you'll get to see Aubrey making the cocktail if you go to Instagram or in the episode notes, right? Yeah, Am I right? Episode scroll. notes? Well, you'll scroll down to the episode notes and we'll have the hot links to those things. To the, I'm to sorry. The My eyes are closing. I'm like in heaven right now. I didn't make the drink. It's delicious. And I also had a shot of moonshine. There you know, whatever. It's Great. Cool. This okay. is Episode perfect. is a vacation. What's the name of this drink? Yeah. What are we going to The do? Selkie. Yes. Ooh. Yes. It was, uh, you know, I prepped it right around St. Patrick's Day, and I was thinking, you know, what can can I call it this that is uh, not too contrived, you know, like, oh, you know, the mix something or the shillelagh or, you know, (laughs) like, let's, 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 you know, we're a premium charcoal filtered moonshine. We're classy people. (laughs) You know, let's, let's, let's up the ante on the name. And I was like, oh. It's so silky smooth. I'm like, the selkie. The selkie. This mythological mer creature, you know, that's half sea lion, half woman that, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just like this beautiful, like, chimera of an animal. And I was like, yep, yeah, all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, then. my God. That's so funny. I'm dying. <laughs> yes. Well, you know. It's, it's one of my talents. I love making cocktail names. Like, David's always like, yes, you're so good at this. She's way better than I am. Is that am. one of your superpowers? I think it is. Yeah? I think it is. Yeah, no, I, I come up with some pretty banging cocktail names. <laughs> They're all hers. I think my only claim to fame is during Pride, I created the Homojito. Oh, And <laughs> yes. I still stand by that as being a genius name. That it is. certainly is. But it's the yes. only one. Everything else is Aubrey. Yes. <laughs> but I was afraid, you know, Luis was like, you know, normally Gina makes a cocktail. Do you want to make the cocktail? And I was like, oh, God, I hope I'm not stepping on any feet. Mm-hmm. You know? That's the best day of my life right yes. now. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm like, I've been waiting for, like, someone else to make a cocktail. I'm like, this is great. Cheers. I'm glad I came yes, correct cheers. then. Yeah. We've All been right. in six years and, like, every week. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Every once in a while you get a treat. Yeah. <laughs> so, One speaking Christmas of. Christmas episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh. Speaking of treats, the other day, uh, Aubrey, you and I were talking, and you said something that I actually shared with Gina, and she's like, that was absolute brilliant, so I want to make sure that I ask you to talk about this. And we, you're openly trans, you're this powerful woman, you may, come in and you make this amazing impression, it's warm, it's welcoming, it's powerful, it's strength, but you said something the other day about losing your alpha white male privilege and how that changed your perception between genders. I mean, it was, you know, 
they always talk about this like white male privilege, you know, and it's just like, you know, as a young white male, you know, I, I, I grew up, you know, my parents were not wealthy and, you know, I, I never really saw privilege. It, I was, you know, it just did, wasn't that, that wasn't part of, uh, of my repertoire, my life. And, um, but then, you know, it's just like, I put on that dress for the first time and it was like, bam, gone. Like I went from like alpha white male, white male privilege to like freaking nature, <laughs> you know, fringe of society. And it was like overnight. Um, and it was really interesting to see, you know, like just how drastically, you know, um, opinions change of you, even though it's like, I'm still the same person. Yeah. You know, I'm still the same, you know, goofy, <laughs> you know, fun person that I was before. And, um, but, you know, it's just like societal views, you know, changed so drastically. And, uh, but I would say, you know, the beautiful thing about it, you know, and I, like I've said a hundred times, you know, it's like, I wouldn't wish this upon anybody, you know, like, you know, changing genders is, has to be one of the hardest undertakings, you know, a human being can really go through and, you know, who would choose to go through puberty twice? Like, I mean, what kind of, what yeah. kind of, you know, masochist would, would, would choose to go through puberty a second time? But, you know, there's always, you know, a curse with a blessing and a blessing with a curse. And, you know, I have had, uh, you know, the opportunity to see life, to perceive life and, you know, through the eyes of both genders. And it's, um, it really is just an eye-opening experience and it's humbling. And I, you know, I joke around, but, um, you know, I totally mean it when I say like, I never knew what it meant to be a good man, you know, until I became a woman. And, uh, yeah, and then I was just like, wow, men are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? You know, like, <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a really Sorry, big statement. <laughs> no, it's a big statement. It's like a really big statement. It's amazing. When, when I read that, she shared that with me. I was like blown away when you said that. It's, like, it's a powerful experience. It really is, you know, and... I don't, you know, I don't think, you know, like changing genders is for everybody, you know, and it's just, it's, um, yeah. I it's because I don't want to sign up for it. I'm yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I just, <laughs> it seems like, you know, trans people are coming out of the woodwork these days. Like we're really, you know, it's like showing and it's great, you know, to see the freedom that people are starting to feel, yeah. you know, in being able to live a genuine, you know, existence, like be their real self and, uh. It is, it's a beautiful thing, but yeah, no, it does not come easy. It is not, um, um, what is it, that word, oh gosh, panacea, panacea is not yeah. the cure-all. Um, you know, it's not like I'm just going to, oh, you know, like my life as a boy sucks, so I'm just going to change genders and everything's going to be, you know, you know, rosy on the other side, and it's really not. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. And uh, yeah, it's, um, but, you know, with great risk and you know with immense challenge comes amazing rewards and so yeah i'm a happy person these that's days great. that's great I, you also said something that i shared with a dear friend of mine um who is just starting her transition she's about year two okay lots of surgeries going on right now and she's Ugh. just amazing she's amazing um and i shared something with you with her that you said too and i i want i want this mantra on on my 
I'm not going to have a headstone on my urn. <laughs> and it's, um, if you don't like me, kick rocks. <laughs> yeah, well, kick rocks. Yeah, I ain't got time. I'm still in the, you know, I live in the Bronx. So, you know what? Go kick rocks. Whatever. Yeah, I don't need it. you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I don't need you. That's right. Yeah, I mean, like, I had I don't a need this or that. Yeah. Like, I had a friend, you know, when I was first starting in my transition and, you know, just going out in public was like the biggest thing I could possibly do that day, you know, like yeah. just doing what any normal person would do and just walk out their house. Yeah. You know, except, well, I was homeless at this point living in a shelter and, you know, it's just like my mentors were fabulous black trans women who were just like, yes, girl, like you have to make the decision. Like I see you as a boy one day, I see you as a girl the next day, pick a side, get off the fence, you know? And I'm just like, <laughs> All right. She's like, I just can't take it. Boy, girl, boy, girl, make a decision. I'm like, all right, I got this, you know? So I was just like, I'm going to go out today. I'm going to be me and do this. And I go out and I'm with my friend walking down the sidewalks of New York. And, you know, some guy comes up to me and says something nasty to me, like right to my face about being trans. Like you make a better man. And I'm just like standing there, you know, just like a stranger had, you know, felt like they could just come up and do this to me, yeah, you know? Like, you know, uh, that I'm some sort of less than a human, you know, and it's okay, you know, like, it's okay to say this to me. And, you know, I'm in tears. And my friend is like, whoa. He's like, listen. He's like, did you do this? Are you going through this transition for him? Or are you doing this for yourself? Oh. And from there, it was like, it, that, that was it, you know. Like, I, I, I realized, like, yeah, no, I am not living for anybody, you yeah. know. But, you know, uh, this is my life, so... Like, you know, I have to live by what makes me happy. You know, like, no, you can't please everybody. Not everybody's going to like you. Know, it doesn't matter whether you're trans or straight or, you know, whatever you, your proclivities are. You know, like, there's going to be people who just don't like you for just you. Yeah. You know, and you can't, you can't live your life by their perceptions, you know. You can't be everybody. You can't be everything to everybody. Nope. You have to be something for yourself. No, exactly. And it takes a miserable person to feel the need to go up to somebody else and yeah. Yeah. and speak badly to them. I yeah, know, yeah. a perfect stranger. So you know, these are challenges that you you know that you just you have to accept and you got to go through. And but I've never been happier. And Great. success came because I was finally myself. And you know, yeah, I didn't have these secrets. I didn't have this. You know hidden you know darkness like everything was gone and everything is good so uh as promised you're gonna tell us uh share your crooked tree analogy yeah well i, I can't really take uh credit for it um this was a i read it as a quote from one of my favorite um musical artists who is tom waits you know an impeccable storyteller in his own right and it just struck home with me. It really struck a chord. I'm like reading this and he's like telling the story about when his children were young and they're just like, dad, like, when are you going to get a straight job? Like all of our friends, dads, like, when are you going to be like just a normal, like, when are you going to have that job? And he's like, normal. He's like, well, kids, you know, let me, let me tell you a story about this crooked, weird little tree, just living its life in the forest. And, you know, it's this weird, crooked, warped little tree. And there's this tall, beautiful, straight tree 
growing right next to it. And the, this tall, straight, beautiful tree looks at the little crooked tree and goes, oh, man, I feel so sorry for you. Look at you. You're so weird and crooked and just so strange. And he's like, and look at me, like I'm this beautiful, tall, straight, gorgeous tree. He's just like, ah, oh. it's like, I feel bad for you. And then one day the lumberjacks come tromping into the forest and they see this tall, beautiful, straight tree and go straight for it and cut it down. And that little weird tree just kept growing bigger and weirder and stronger every day. And, you know, it's all about, like, celebrate your weird, celebrate your differences. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, I am that weird, crooked little tree. <laughs> growing stronger and weirder and more wonderful every day. Awesome. Everyone should take that with them. I know. That's amazing. I'm tell Francesca that story. Like, <laughs> right? You my know, daughter stay needs to weird. Hear that. She is weird, and I love everything about her, but she's definitely strange. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's going to kill us, but that's fine. That's just oh my another God. episode. We can all be crooked little trees. Yeah. That episode, The Making of a Murder. <laughs> yes. Yes. Somebody raised a murderer. I feel like I'm raising one now. Anyway. <laughs> okay, Gina. You got your last question. I this do, is it. And I want to change it my animal. You do it. Okay. <laughs> so I had a whole thing. Never mind. You know, so I, this is how I know if David shared with you what, what the last question is or not. I have not. Okay. So. Uh oh. <clears throat> oh no. <laughs> so in this day and age, everyone identifies themselves with some sort of spirit animal. And at first, I was going to say some sort of butterfly for you because they change. You know who they are, blah, blah, blah. No. I'm going with the mer, uh, sorry, the mer creature that you <laughs> came up selfie? with. Yes. <laughs> Come in with your new mer creature of half sea lion, half woman, which I <laughs> loved. Um, but if you can identify yourself as an ingredient, whether it's for cocktails or food, what would that ingredient be and why Why is it you? Oh, my goodness. Um, it could be anything. Mmm. MSG. Yes. <laughs> yes. All I do, you know, there's the rumors that says I might be bad for your health, but it's just a lie. <laughs> I'm great and I go well with everything and I just add flavor. <laughs> I think that's little... like the perfect answer. It's amazing. I am monosodium glutamate. You're welcome. <laughs> I love the MSG voice. MSG. Yeah. Yes. That is it. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Again, cheers one more time. Thank you for everyone. What a great, great cheers, 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 cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a Latino-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, we craft human connections through intelligent, engaging and informative content also in the missing link lineup of podcast is roger that a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia led by skilled caregivers now if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater check out between acts an immersive audio theater podcast experience each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights from dramas to comedies and everything in between Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, please don't forget to follow, download, and review the shows. Your reviews help our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.